Hey guys, welcome to Unleash Podcast brought to you by Hidden Gen, where we talk about how to unleash your hidden potential. I'm your host, Yuri Diorgenes, and we have a great episode for you today featuring Tony Mack. Thank you, Tony, for being on today. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely, my friend. Before we jump into today's topic, we would like to invite you to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Also, you can find all these uh, episodes at hiddengen.net. And if you live in the area and have not been at Hidden Gen, you can always grab a free trial pass at hiddengen.net. Tony, great to have you here. Uh, recently, we, we've been through a, a session together. It was great. Uh, and let's uh, start to this conversation talking about uh, boxing as a health lifestyle from the uh, fitness perspective. Um, I, I see that your business is growing. You're getting a lot of new students there. Let's talk about the types of classes that you have. Uh, it's, only a, it's not only about boxing for the fight, but about fitness and condition as well, right? 100%. We focus on boxing fitness. Where we teach the how and the why of boxing, but at the same time, do the, the boxing workouts, like the hit style training and like body weight training and like plyometrics high intensity interval training, like I said before, his hit style and what we focus on the true principles of boxing and you get the best workout of your life. Like we push people to their limits. At the same time, we have different levels. And so we, we, we modify any kind of workout for you. If you're not at that level, we, we accept all fitness levels. And so we do it all, man. We have the boxing fitness part. And then, like you say, we have more than the boxing fitness. We have, the amateur program, we have kids boxing, we have masters program, we have professional boxers come, we got NFL players coming in and look to turn pro, so we have a little bit of everything. That's awesome. And when you have, uh, for the fitness program, it's like a, a, a group session and everyone together regardless of the level? No matter what level you are, it's a group session that we could, you could be a a beginner who never boxed a day in their life, or you could be somebody who's been doing a class or been with me for almost 10 years, you know, and we all do one big class. We have um, an hour class Monday through Saturday in different times, stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty legit, man. It's, it's really, really good for all fitness levels. It's one of the best workouts you could do. Is this, uh, do you incorp incorporate a lot of things that you learn when you were uh, uh, an amateur boxer uh, or things that you are doing today were not even things that you've done in the past? So I incorporate a little bit of everything when I was on a USA team, when I was with some of my amateur coaches when I first started boxing and a lot I learned from my professional ranks and stuff like that and I mix it all in but as I as life go on, I see other things, I'm continuing studying, I'm always reading, I'm always looking at videos, I'm always picking up ideas, and I'm just a forever, I'm, I'm a student of fitness, I'm a, I'm a student of life, and I'm always learning, I'm always not uh, taking ideas, but I get inspired by other trainers, and I see how they do it, but I make it my own. I'm always learning, I'm always looking for something new, I'm always challenging myself to challenge my members. And so, yeah, it's just not, it's the things I learned from coming up in the ranks through boxing. There's also the new stuff I learned. I'm around 
rate drainers all day and I can see them do something like, huh, that's pretty dope. But I'm mm. making my own. I'm mixing in with oxygen and stuff like that. So it's I'm learning every day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. do you uh, try to keep uh, the, 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 the box as the center of everything from the sense that sometimes when people are punching, they usually drop their left hand. Do you try to correct things in such a way that it can also be a self-defense uh, type of training? You're 100%. I am a technique junkie. Like if I see anything out the way technical, I will make sure I correct it and I encourage my coaches to do the same things. I want everybody to really learn how to box, really learn how to fight, like the, um, like you say, self-defense. So when it comes to technique, when it comes to bag work, and when it comes to the mitts, I want to make sure everybody do it right because I don't want nobody to hurt their shoulders. I don't want nobody to hurt themselves. And just in case anything happened on the streets, I'm going to teach you how to fight the right way and we're going to correct every little mistake you make and I'm and I'm really really big on technique because I was taught that way and I don't want nobody leaving my gym not knowing how to fight and we're supposed to be a boxing gym a boxing fitness gym owned by somebody who's went to a high level in boxing and you're not going to learn how to box that's disrespectful <laughs> I'm going to show them how to <laughs> I'm going to show you how to really fight I want you I want you learning something every day I want you to come out of that gym like oh man we we picked up something new oh can't believe it took the time out to show me all these techniques because a lot of gyms just want you to hit the bags and just do it for fitness. So I'm going to show you the how and the why of boxing and you're going to really learn. Yeah, and one of the things that I noticed uh, training a little bit of boxing is that uh, people has a really wrong perception that it's all about punches, but there is a lot of footwork involved. A lot of footwork. Your your feet and your hands gotta be just as fast together, because if you don't land the punch, you, like if you don't step, you can't land the punch. So your feet is just as important as your as, as your punches, as your hands. Like your defense, your your footwork. You know you gotta be able. You just can't slip the punch. You gotta be able to step out the way. You gotta be able to pivot. You gotta be able to move around. So your feet work gotta your, your footwork gotta be just as important as your hands. Because it all come together. It's it's, it's it's a sweet science behind it, man. It's, it's beautiful. Once once it all come together, that's when the magic happens. Like yeah. a cake. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and what about people that are uh, like out of shape and they feel like they are too slow, they feel like they, they are not there yet, uh, and they always doubt themselves to say, well, should I first try to lose a little bit of weight before I get into this boxing thing, or can I join uh even being overweight that's like one of my biggest pet peeves because everybody be like yo man i see you over there training i've been hearing about you but i got to get in condition first to get over there with you i'm like look that's my job i need you to come in the worst shape of your life so i can prove that we are what we say we are <laughs> you know who we are and so i want to i want to make sure that you could that's my job to build your conditioning that's my job to build your confidence That's my job to, to get you coordinated in boxing way. And that's, that's, that's what I want you to come at the lowest level. So whatever point in life you're at, like if you're if you just out of shape, if you never boxed, if you just uncoordinated, we accept it all because that's my job. And I guarantee you, if you stick with it, we could get you to that level you want to be at. But it just depends on the work you want to mm -hmm. put in. So if, you, if you're out of shape at the moment, if you feel like you're not coordinated, if you feel like you're going to look crazy because you never boxed, please test me i guarantee you we have the patience and we will make sure you get to your goal whatever you want to do or learn or anything like that let's 
I love it when you're not in the best shape because that's where I come in. That's where my team come in, and we we get you to that next yeah, level. And, and and in the same token, I think you probably also have people that get into the gym knowing that they already know everything, and they, you know, not gonna learn mm -hmm. anything new, and then you surprise them, right? <laughs> it. it 100% every time. Like, man, I thought I was in shape. Every time when somebody leave a workout, I'm like, man, I thought I was in shape. It's nothing like this boxing workout. So you're 100% right. I hear that just as much as I hear hear people scared to come train because they're not in shape. And then the ones that's in the best shape ever, like, look, it's nothing like boxing training. It's nothing like jujitsu. Um, everything you do is nothing like wrestling because it's it's a totally different workout, man. It's like um, – It's all it's all body body weight body movement. If you're not used to that stuff, yo, you gonna now you feel it. Uh, for the amateurs uh, that are training with you, um, you probably train a lot of amateurs, and I see that you uh, your team keeps winning uh, in Vegas. Have a great result there. I saw the results and everything. Now let's talk about a little bit of the the mindset of these athletes. Uh, uh, Because on the master level, many of them, you know, are not on their prime, but they are still pushing very uh, uh, forward to improve. What is really the, the mindset of a master athlete and how they, they can keep a you balance said, between, you know, regular life and, and sport? Talk about the masters? Yes. So the masters, man, it's the thing is with the masters guys is that they, they do it right. as a hobby. And they just they just do it because they always most people that never boxed before or people that always or they used to box when they was a kid and they never got to the next level that they wanted to they never competed or or they must have went to a gym and just never took it to the next level and so guys come in master say I really want to take it take it serious and so these guys actually come in and and put in the work and we just train once or twice a week and these guys are serious and the thing is we put together such a good group of of guys and such an encouraging group is that if um is that we spar, we train, we fight, and these guys is like really encouraging each other. So it 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 um let me think of it it really pushes them to compete. It really pushes them to to see how far they could go in the masters and and the guys they, they take it serious and so this they have a they have a they have a a life they have life outside of the gym and stuff like that but they actually come into the gym and put the work in like they're getting ready for a world-class fight and i think that's really cool because they don't have to do it at all they do it just yeah. for the love and i think most of most of people be more successful in it because they do it because they they having fun with it like a lot of fighters amateur fighters and a lot of the pro fighters sometimes you lose the enjoyment of it because it turns mm -hmm. to a job If you get to the next level, you got to take it really, really serious. So it's kind of not as fun. But the masters, they they don't have nothing to lose. They're just doing this yeah. because they love it. Yeah. And so then we put them around an encouragement environment, an encouraging environment. And, and you know, it's like a family atmosphere we built. And so they don't want to disappoint their family. So they come in there and bust their butt off when they come to fighting. They go in there and win because I teach them really how to fight. Like they're getting ready for a world-class yeah. fight. That's and, awesome. They really take it serious. That's, that's yeah. really cool. Because it's almost like a second chance in life, right? They are not on their prime anymore, but then they may have that old dream of competing. Uh, and that's the chance that they have. So I think it's, it's pretty amazing. 100%, man. You get to see those, these guys who's 45 years old, 50 years old, 
actually go in there and 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 fight their ass off and then come out and they win and then as you know it's just inspired the other masters like yo I see Father Tom won again yo I see Derek won I see Vicky won again and so all the other masters like yo I I want to do it and so then as you know they all start signing up and they all start <laughs> taking sparring serious and they all start training serious then it's just it's just like a, a it's just the atmosphere with guys that around winners and so it's pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's it's really cool to see that see they see their dreams. Come now you're through. touching something very important about being passionate, uh, which is is something very important. As you said, there are some fighters, some boxers that they start to see that as a job, and they are not enthusiastic as they were in the beginning. I mean, as far as I understand, throughout your own career, you were always very passionate. You had to stop for a different reason, right? Yeah, I was very, very passionate. I think I was a little bit too, too passionate because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was putting, I was willing to run through some punches, willing to run through, through some brick walls to get to the next level. I'm wrong. I had very, very, very discouraging moments where I just second guessed it plenty of times, but my passion and my will to succeed kept me going. And um, the thing is, I would have kept going until something very bad happened because I wasn't going to stop. And then, you know, but at the end of the day, I had to get out of boxing because of detached retina because I, I, I was a very tough fighter and I've learned throughout the years that hey it's, if I could switch a few things up and switch up my training and do a little something different I would so now I'm installing that into my fighters like the stuff that I learned throughout me fighting and the stuff that I learned throughout my years of fighting I'm putting in, I'm installing into the fighters now and that's why I'm very passionate with what I'm doing now well, my fear is I'm a little bit too passionate. I don't want to. I don't want it more than my fighters want it. Sometimes I run, like in the past, from what I learned now. Sometimes I run some of my fighters off because I'm too passionate. I'm like, look, you gotta, you gotta put the work in. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And it scares some people because they're, they're not. Everybody's not like this. So I gotta learn how to be empathetic with that person and, and ease them yeah. into it. I gotta ease into it because everyone don't have that. That mentality and every fighter don't come from where I come from and stuff like that. But, so. but I, I bet you that there are things that you've done um, in your amateur career that if you look at back today, you will say, "Well, I think it was I, I could have done something a, a bit different to achieve a better result, something more smart uh, from the training perspective." Right? Uh, do you have those moment, moments that you like? Okay. I should have not have done this, and um, for my fighters, I want them to do differently. One hundred percent, all the time. It's like when I think back, for when I had bad weight cuts, or when I, um, or when I lost a fight by a couple of points. If I would have did this, I would have did that. When I fought in Olympic trials, I, if I would have been more of a boxer and trying to knock this guy out and, and, and been a little bit of a thinker because as an amateur I was trained by a Mexican coach and sometimes he taught me how to bang all I did was just bang 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 and but I didn't have the skills my wheel got me to that next level but I didn't have the skill skills to get to that that to make the Olympic team because of the style of training I had I got really good when I got with the coach I got as a professional because he was more of a skilled fighter so I didn't, I, man I, I wish I would have learn a little bit more skills as an amateur and I've not been a banger because the Olympic people, you know, the Olympic community, they don't want, on the U.S. team, they really, they want boxer boxers and I was more of a 
of a slugger of boxer until I turned professional. When I turned pro, I ended up getting with Derrick James, and he switched up my whole style, and I became that boxer. But I wish I would have had it as an amateur because I, I I had enough will to get to the next level, but I didn't have enough skills to get to the Olympic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like I, I wheeled my way to the top. When it got to the actual Olympics, the Olympic trials, my skills wasn't there because I was I had that Mexican style fight, and they really, and I, I didn't have much skills behind it, so it really wasn't meant. So I, I really wish because it was it was fun when I made the U.S. national team. It was fun being around those guys and traveling with those guys and just having fun. But when it came to the actual 2012 Olympics and I didn't make the team, I know why because my, I you know because the skills I had at the time didn't get me there. And I wish I would have just, I would have got with more of a, I would, I would have a little bit more finesse as a fighter. And, that, an and that's why I, today you are so big on the technique, probably, right? Because uh, you're like, you know, technique is important. Like <laughs> technique is 100% important. And, you know, I always knew that because when I turned pro, I ended up with Derek James and all we focused on was technique everything behind the jabs. Like when I was with my coaches and amateur, we didn't really focus on jab. We just focused on getting in and making a fight ugly and beating people up. And you know, that's 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 what got me to the next level. But I got to the level off that one I got to the level off that skills when it was time to get to the international level, that's when it that's when the technique and everything came and I wish and I wish I would have just switched up a few more things. I would have been on a twenty twelve Olympic team. I had it, but I just didn't have it. I don't know if right, that makes sense. Right. No, it, it does. It does. It does. It, it does. And and as you said, I think in any uh, uh, mix of martial arts type of sports, uh, that the the initial approach is always uh, strength, power. But then as you evolve, you start to realize that's not everything. You're only gonna go to the next level if you have good technique. One hundred percent. And I didn't know how to look at my opponent weaknesses and figure it out. I just wanted to go in there and just yeah. knock them out. <laughs> you know, I did that. I knocked out some people that's been boxing their entire life. I knocked out some of the top ranked fighters. But then when it got to that level, when it came to the semifinals and the USA Nationals, when it came to the finals and the Nationals, when it came to the finals and the World Series of Boxing, all this stuff, but then that's where I got exposed. Like, oh crap, this guy, he's tough as hell. He take a punch, he he'll he'll fight you, but I didn't have that technique where it's like, oh, get on a jab. Look at his mm-hmm. weaknesses. Move your head a little bit more. Keep stepping. Stay on your feet. Besides just walking somebody down because that can only take yeah. you so far. And when I turned pro, that's what got me to that next level and professional. And then my eye went out. <laughs> I was getting I was getting so good, you don't understand. It was it was so fun because I was I could have been a world champion. Everything was finally coming together when I was 13 one one about the fight for like getting ready like I was in talks for world titles and stuff but I was getting ranked and then boom my eye blew up it sucks <laughs> do you do you believe that the problem in your eye was also that your lack of awareness uh, for defense you're not so good in defending and you were getting punches all the time on your on your eye or it was just a freak accident it was I think it was a little bit of both because I, I started boxing at the age of 20 and I wasn't an athlete growing up. So that's the only way I got to that level because I had to take some ass whoopings to get to the next level. But I just kept it going. Not only in fighting, it was the sparring that I had to, had to endure. I, had to, I sparred all top-notch fighters, world champions, Olympians, um, top-notch 
professional ranked fighters just to get to where I'm at because when it came to the fight time, it was easy because I risked my health fighting the best fighters. Yeah. And then it took a lot of punishment in my body. Even when I was pro, I sparred guys like Earl Spence Jr. I sparred guys like Robert Brent. sparred guys like um, Jermaine Taylor. I was in Jermaine Taylor camp. He um world champion. I was in it counts because I wasn't as athletic coming up. But in order for me to get to the next level, I, I did the work. I, I I worked my way up to that level. Like I did, the, I, I did the stuff that nobody else didn't want to do. That's that's how I got to that level. I, I took some punishment. I think that, and it was like the doctor told me it was genetics and my profession. So my, so what I did, I think my style of fighting mm-hmm. got me there. Got caused yeah. the injury. Until like you know, then I then until I got with Derek James and I started moving. He started teaching me how to box. Start moving my head, using everything, doing everything off my jab, picking my punches. Besides going in trying to knock somebody out, no, everything's off the jab. Get on your jab, find your opponent weaknesses off the jab, pick your shots, move your head. Don't stand in front of your opponent. Tight defense, tight, tight, tight defense, and then. When I when I got it all together, when I finally got it together, when I became that skilled fighter I was always wanted to be, that's when the injury happened. <laughs> and, and this only shows how important it is to have a good coach by your side, right? And, and a, a coach that can spend some time with you and give those uh, valuable uh, tips and everything. So the question that I have is, when you are training uh, people for fitness or for competition how deep you go on on a one-on-one level because for example a a group class is hard to be interacting with everyone but i've seen some of your class in a distance when i was at hidden gym and i noticed that you are very engaged uh, with everyone so you you try to to give attention to everyone at least i try my best to to give attention to everybody i try my best to to at least correct a couple of technical mistakes that people have in, in class. I want everybody to feel special. So I want to make sure that everybody's learning something. I'm not going to get everybody. Everybody is very different. Everybody needs that one-on-one mm-hmm. attention. But when I'm in class, I try to engage with everybody. I try to make everybody feel like they're valued in class. And I want to make sure everybody feel like they learn something. And I want to, and I want to make sure I go to each individual and just correct something. I'm not going to, it's not going to all come together at once. It's going to be some people probably feel a little left out but I don't know but I'm trying my best I want to make sure everybody leave having the best work out of their life and learn some type of boxing technique at least make sure I tell them if I tell them to keep their hands up I tell them hey get on your jab bring your hands back to your face hey move your head elbows in a little tighter just just make sure they learn something right. technical so they feel like they learned something and then when it comes to fighters I'm on a whole nother level I don't play <laughs> <laughs> I let them know now, like, look, you have a choice. I said, we got the boxing fitness area. There's nothing wrong being boxing, like being being in boxing fitness. So I said, but when it comes to boxing, I said, you can't play boxing. This is serious. So I take it serious. And and thing is, you have to take it just as serious as I am because I'm not the one in the ring. So I was like, you could play boxing by doing a boxing fitness class. Nothing wrong with you. You don't have to be a boxer. It's not meant for everybody to be a fighter. But I said, but if you're going to come over here and train with the fighters, you got to work. You got to take this serious because your life is in my hands and you can easily get hurt. And so we don't play boxing. So it's a little yeah, bit of no difference. Matters. I have fun, but I want them to have fun with it, my fighters, but I don't want them to lose 
passion. I don't want, I don't want them to lose interest because sometimes I do be too serious, but then sometimes I got like ease back. I learn from my mistakes and from some of my other coaches. Some of my other coaches real serious. They took the fun out of it sometimes. So I got to find that fine balance to like, look, take it serious. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> want know? to make sure that they, that people uh, take it serious and they are committed to to make improvements and that you are there to, to push them. Um, so that's totally that's fine. Now, one topic that a lot of people usually don't like to talk about because many people go to the, to the boxing class and it's fun, they sweat, they, they feel like something is, is progressing, but then they do not take care of their nutrition. Do you touch uh, with, uh, on the topic of nutrition with, with the people that you train? I do. I, I tell them I'm not a nutritionist, I said, but I know enough to be dangerous because I've lived it and I've done it. And so I partner with a few nutritionists, especially with my private private people, my private clients. I, I got a few nutritionists I send them to because 80% is nutrition, 20% is training. So you can do all the training in the world, but you know you do have to have your nutritional point if you really want to reach your goals. And just for your energy level to be good, just so you could be in class and handle the whole class throughout the hour or throughout the week. So nutrition is key and we do focus on nutrition a lot. So I, I tell them what I know, my knowledge that I know coming up as a fighter and the stuff I had to do to get weight down or how to maintain my weight when I was fighting. Cause you know, my goal was never go over 10 to five pounds, even though it was tough. But you know, even when I'm outside of my fight, when I'm not even fighting, when I'm not in competition, shape, I still try to stay five to 10 pounds over so I don't have to drop 20, 30 pounds. And I did that before. And it was like one of the worst things you could do is have to drop 20, 30 pounds before a fight because you wasn't on your nutrition because you enjoy life a little bit too much after win and just start eating up a storm and stuff like that. So I knew I, I, I just tell them what I went through and all the stuff like I'm like you say, I, I still like I say I still study I still yeah because people people think that they can overtrain a bad nutrition the reality is they can't they can spend the whole day at the gym if they eat, if they eat bad it's not gonna work can you repeat that one I'm more time I'm just saying that people uh, sometimes they think that they can overtrain nutrition and the reality oh. is you can spend the whole day at the gym if you don't have a good nutrition it's not gonna work it's not gonna work 100% you're 110% because you can do all the work you want to, but you go home and eat whatever you want to eat. It's going to ruin everything you just did. <laughs> so yeah. you got to, nutrition is key. Like, and I, I try to tell my people, like, don't, like Rome wasn't built in one and overnight. Don't try to be perfect. because that's when you get discouraged, but let's just make small moderations, small moderations go, you know, make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Make sure you just switch up your diet a little bit. Have, healthy balanced protein have a healthy balanced carb have a healthy balanced vegetable drink plenty of water stay away from you know the bad foods you know what I'm saying yeah. so and yeah I, I try to break it down to them like look so don't don't go home and just go strictly because that's when most people give up right away I said but just just in moderation just just be smart and then when you're ready to really crank it up take it to the next level then come talk to us then we can help you because I don't want you to get discouraged right away because most people just get on scale and then and get discouraged. Like, look, you could be putting on muscle, you could be holding on water weight, just don't look, get on the scale too much and just focus on the scale. Just, just keep doing what you're doing and, and small moderations. Don't 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 get discouraged. But when it's time to take it to the next level, we could do that as now, well too. So. Uh, 
Tony, uh, just uh, this is, is going to be the last question to wrap up because I think that this is an important point. I I always thought I had a good cardio until I start boxing and I I realized that my cardio was not really that good. I mean the 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 boxing cardio is extremely extremely tough. Uh, how do you improve boxing cardio? Just doing more? There is anything else that uh, it can be done to improve your cardio in a boxing class? Yep. So what you can do is get outside and run. Mix in sprints. Like go for a nice 20, 10, 20 minute run. And then mix in interval sprints like like a like a fight. Like when you're going, you jab, 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 and then boom, throw a nasty combination. Build that conditioning up. Get on the heavy bag. Push yourself on the heavy bag. Don't go through the motions. On the heavy bag, I mean, when I mean you got to punch and go hard and to exert yourself. That's how you build up the conditioning and that power on the heavy bag. But then again, you got to know how to hit the heavy bag right. So, and then, man, just get grab some dumbbells. One, to two, three-pound dumbbells and shadow box. Go for fast-paced combinations. Build up the conditioning. And most people hate it, but mix in burpees. <laughs> <laughs> mix in burpees, throw combination, mix in burpees, and just uh, focus on jumping rope. Running, shadow boxing, hardcore bag work. Like go, go at, go at an intense pace. Like push yourself to the level where you can't really go no more, but still push it, push through it, and that'll build your conditioning. That's a that's a that'll that's a great tip. That's a great tip. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it's uh, it, it will help a lot of people that uh, are interested in try out. Or people that are listening to this episode and are already in your class and feel the same thing I felt when I tried for the first time that I was like, oh, my cardio is good. This is going to be nothing. And then after three minutes, I was I was almost dead. <laughs> Yo, one minute will kill you. People don't understand that. One minute of boxing, 30 seconds of boxing, one minute of boxing will yes. break you down. And even for myself, I can stop. Like, I'm so used to holding mitts all day. And then when I go hit the, hit the bag after, like, taking off like a month, I get on the bag like, Ooh, I need to go apologize to my clients. I forgot how to steal. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back on this. I need to get back to work. Man, I'm slacking it, especially if you stop for a while and then get back on it. It's tough. That's how you know boxing is just so amazing because you can be the best shape of your life. You're going to get winded if you're not used to yes, boxing shape. You absolutely. Be used to be in the best shape and then go back to hitting the bags and right away. Be like, man. Doing mitts, oh my god, mitts is even, yes. even worse. It burns it's, your it burns your shoulders so much. Oh my goodness. Consistency yeah. is key yeah. in boxing. You have to stay consistent or you will feel yeah. the burn. You will feel the burn. All right, Tony, thank you very much for your time. I truly appreciate a great uh, great chat, great tips. Uh wish you the best for your business. Uh make sure to visit Tony at uh, Hidden Gin and get a, a, a class so you will love it uh, I did and it's really good we just opened up the second location in Farmersville so if you're out in the Princeton, McKinney Farmersville, Levon Blue Ridge area come check out the second location awesome out in Farmersville T-Mac Elite Trainer 2.0 amazing Please. great news Tony congratulations for that thank All you alright everyone thank you very much for tuning in and uh, see you again in the next episode Thank you.